welcome variants from across the multiverse. This is Geekverse Reactions presented by Mando Talk. Geekverse Reactions is your home for conversations on all things in the Geekverse. And joining me again this week, our second installment of Geekverse, Geekverse Reactions, excuse me, is DJ Foster. What's up, man? I am super happy to be here. It was a long weekend for so many of us. I know you, sir, had a four-day weekend. Yes, I did. I did have and, a four-day weekend. <laughs> and I'm coming off of a three-day weekend, and I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you. I just honestly missed talking dorky stuff. Dude, I did too. Like, I, I'm, I am ready to go tonight, like yeah. big time, big time ready to go. Uh, we got a lot of cool topics uh, that we are going to discuss. Like, we got Venom. We got Dune. We got Shang-Chi. We got uh, What If. Now, we already did get a question here in the chat that I think is very important for us to go ahead and clarify. Uh, Shang-Chi, yes. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so we are not going into spoilers tonight. DJ has had the opportunity to see it. Uh, he's going to share some non-spoiler thoughts. Uh, so shout out to who we got, Parker. Parker, Parker in the chat. Who, yeah. Okay, sweet. Uh, who asked, you know, if we were going to dive into spoilers. We're not going to be diving into spoilers, but I, I yeah. wanted to address that right off the top because that is a great question. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm excited to get into it. I will say if you have not subscribed to our channel yet subscribe uh hit the bell so you're notified as soon as we go live we would greatly appreciate it and if you like what you see hit the like button uh yes. all things help around here uh and you know just to continue our plugs facebook twitter instagram tiktok at mando talk on all of those platforms uh we i feel like we do a great job having fun on those platforms so check them out if you haven't yeah, I think we do a fantastic job across the board on all of our socials. Of course, I, I'm getting to use Facebook and Instagram nowadays and sharing things out there for us. So it's a lot of fun to, to post different things and make sure y'all are hearing what we've got going on, making sure you're not out of the loop. And as you already said, Caleb, I just want to say one more time, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, 100% like and subscribe. We are 21 20, subs. 21? 21. <laughs> throwing it back to Vine Days. 21 subscribers away from hitting 100. 100. A Benjamin, a Benjamin, my friend. Not really. Give me, I wish give me had, that Benji. I, w <laughs> I wish we had a Benji, but I had a Benji and then I spent it the other day. So <laughs> now I need a new Benji and we need you guys to help us get to 100 before the book of Boba Fett comes out in December. As we, mm -hmm. as I showed off my very limited knowledge of Spanish sure. last week um on mando talk <laughs> yeah well listen let's let's go ahead and just start to get into this so if you're new here we just basically hit the big news pieces uh that we would like to hit for the show geekverse reactions we're diving into marvel dc lord of the rings game of thrones whatever in the geekverse that we love what you love uh we're gonna talk about that so you know, what we do here is we flip-flop the news pieces. I'll go ahead and take the lead on our first news piece, and that is this. We got some news about Venom. Excuse me. Venom. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> Let there be carnage. It is getting a PG-13 rating, and just this past, like, couple of days, we got that it's getting a new release date of October first so we're going to focus on both of those pieces uh one at a time so the first question that we're going to dissect and talk about is what our opinion on the pg-13 rating is now i'll go ahead and kickstart this i have a feeling i know where this is going based on a like off-air conversation me and dj had i am personally happy that it's pg-13 i get it i know that venom and carnage together in a film heavily lends itself to getting an r-rated film let's be honest it could have tons of blood sure. gore uh action that's just crazy but off of the success of the first film because let's not forget that the first film the first venom made like 800 million in the box office a lot of that has to do with being pg-13 it's accessible to everyone everyone can go and enjoy it so for me as a lover of just enjoying movies and wanting to see movies succeed i think getting the pg-13 rating is going to help venom let there be carnage succeed a little bit more than it would if it was r-rated so with that said 
I am happy with the PG-13 rating. And I think that we can still get like those R-rated vibes while still being labeled as PG-13. Really, the only thing that we can't get is just a ton of, a ton, a ton, a ton of blood. That's just my opinion. DJ, what say you, though? I am. I'm on the other end of this. I okay. was really hoping this movie. Yeah, I was really hoping it would get an R rating because. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, I understand. Like, I'm usually pretty light side heavy most of the time. Sure. But like every now and then, I gotta kind of venture over into the dark. You know? Sure. So we need um, to switch your background to purple then, a little like Mace Windu style. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll I'll switch that up. Oh wait, but, this uh, isn't Mando talk. Oops. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. But you know, here's the thing with a name like Carnage. Like I remember when I was very little, having a Spider-Man coloring book, mm-hmm. and Carnage was in there, and I was like, "Who's Carnage?" And I had a friend who was like super into Spider-Man and the lore of Spider-Man. So I was like, "Dude, who the heck's Carnage?" And he was like, oh, he's like Venom, but he's like way worse. <laughs> it's kind of how he described him to me. And I thought, okay. And so over time, you learn more about these characters. So I always was kind of hoping, okay, you know, when Carnage finally makes it to the screen, it needs or he needs to be just super deadly and gritty. You know, I was really hoping we would come across something kind of like what we got in Joker or Logan. Mm. Or maybe even in Deadpool minus, you know, the vulgarity of it. Just like give us just a little bit of that hardcore Mm. action because it's a comic book. And I think that in this sense, it needs to have this outlandish kind of uh, essence, if you will, to it. I I thought that we were going to go just a little bit further into getting that. And I'm not super upset. Like it's not a deal Mm. breaker. But, you know, I was really hoping this would get in an R rating. And the fact that it's got a PG-13 rating, that's all right for me. I don't care. I'll probably yeah. still see it. And and sure. I actually still haven't seen the first Venom movie. I've really, dude? I've held out on it. Because dude, okay. Until, until this IGN article that was written a, a few days ago that I, I – you guys got to check this out if you haven't. But mm-hmm. um, it's talking about this – how it's following the formula of the previous Venom movie. And I'm sitting here looking at – I didn't know it had – I think I just read, yeah, $854 million – worldwide huge like massive idea that is amazing (laughs) so i've got to either pick this up or rent it or something soon Mm -hmm. or borrow it if somebody i know has it but i had no idea that it was that big and i was like okay you know eventually i'll i'll go i'll I'll go watch it but like now that it's like we're here and i'm like oh i had no idea so i didn't i need to catch up I just, I yeah. didn't catch up. And that's, so, that's the big thing there. So kind of what I'm thinking along the lines and, and shout out here to, to our boy, Zach Horvath in the live chat. He said, they're going to push the boundaries. I think that's going to be the case. I think they're, they're going to make those that wanted it to be R rating. They're going to make it feel as close to that R rating yeah. as they can possibly get. Cause let's be real. PG 13 is very flexible. Like it's getting more and more lenient. It seems like the more time goes. So I think we'll be able to get that feeling. And and like Zach also said, I think it PG-13 allows it to be more accessible uh, to everyone. So, so I kind of fall on right. that side of being happy. Now, let's go back to you not seeing the first one. I just want to, okay. you know, set your expectations. It's It could be slightly a little sloppy here and there. Okay. There's people that absolutely hate it. There's people that absolutely love it. I have an absolute blast every time that I throw Venom on. I think Tom Hardy, first of all, he's incredible to watch in anything he's in. But second of all, I think he does a great job with the character of Venom. So I think you'll enjoy it. Just don't go in it with like huge expectations. Okay. Because if you don't, I think you'll have a lot of fun. That's that's my take on Venom. And it made 800 million at the box office for a reason. For and a I reason. Know, like I said, I didn't know that until earlier this week when I read the article. I was like, oh, it actually made a ton of money. It wasn't just like the only place I ever saw it was, and I, I don't know why I just skipped out on seeing it, but I probably mm. would have seen it in, in a past life. <laughs> but I, I just only saw it like on Blu ray and DVD at like Walmart. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I feel like it was here and gone and I never got a chance to watch it. So I just kind of set my. Like I don't want to, I don't want to mess with it. So now that I'm seeing, let there be carnage. But and by the way, I'm a huge Woody. I love Woody Harrelson. I think he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And the fact that he's come back to work with Andy Circus is a lot for me. And I say come back to work with Andy Circus because they work together on one of the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those Planet of the Apes movies with Andy Circus. So it's really cool to kind of see that 
team up happening again. Sure. Um, with those two guys, I mean, le- to me, they're both legendary at this point. You have Andy Circus, who played Gollum, who made, who put mocap on the map. Mm-hmm. You know, motion capture. He put it on the map. I know that Jar Jar Binks technically beat Gollum by like a couple years, mm-hmm. but Gollum, he's he's the standard, you know, and everybody yeah. knows that. Um, so it's really cool to see them coming together, and I hope that the motion capture directing you know, kind of plays into effect here, you know, when in the trailer, and I'm not spoiling anything unless you haven't seen the trailer and you're holding out for the trailer um, for those listening or watching, but you know, he was pretty jacked walking through the, the prison cells there. I'm thinking, yeah. Well, that was probably some motion capture. Cause that kind of looked like Woody Harrelson's, you know, swagger. It kind of sure. looked like his walk. So I think there may be something there to that, but all that to be said, um, by the time I get around to seeing Venom and Venom, let there be carnage. I <laughs> yeah. think I will have shifted on a few opinions at okay. that point. So looking sweet. forward to kind of swinging back to that. Okay, sweet. Now let's get to our second kind of thing that we're going to break out with this topic. You know, it, it, I think, I think this is the fifth time now that Venom two has gotten a release date change. Like it was originally last year, but then, you know, COVID happened yeah. and, and that changed everything. Then it was like, it's just changed a bunch. I don't even remember how many times it's changed, but now this past couple of days, it may have been yesterday. Honestly, the release date has now been moved up. So we're getting it two weeks earlier uh, on October 1st. So the question that I had here in our notes was, even though this is now like the fifth time, do we think that this one sticks? And I'm going to say with hundred percent certainty, I think this sticks. And the reason for that, and I can already go ahead and get into our title of the video. I think because Shang-Chi did so well this past weekend in the box office, yeah. I think a lot of these big movies that are planned to come out this year are going to stick, especially the ones from Sony, from Marvel, from Warner brothers, uh, from those big companies, I think they're sticking because I think they all have a chance to mimic what Shang-Chi did this past weekend. Uh, and that already kind of teases into our the title of our video and something that we'll get to later. But I think that's the case. I think Shang-Chi, because it delivered this past weekend, I think Venom 2 is sticking to October 1st because that's going to then continue to make the movie going audience want to keep going to the movies because right. they would have all seen Shang-Chi at that point. What do you think? Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead of us for the rest of the discussion later, but um, I really I noticed that um, Venom, I believe, is sandwiched sandwiched between uh, James Bond and Dune in those weekends there in October, if I remember that correctly. Um, like originally? No, now, now. Oh, okay. Now. Is it yeah, okay? Now. Uh, at least that's what I read a couple of days ago, and I hope I got that right. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to come out last October, and and then it was supposed to come out back in June. Mm-hmm. And in September, mm-hmm. or I guess that's next weekend. So the fact that it's been moved to October, I don't think it's a big deal. And I think mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with what you said about it. You know, let's play on what we've seen with Marvel's success this this year uh, with Black Widow and and especially Shang-Chi. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that you're onto something there. And um, that, I mean, I don't know really what else to add to it, to be totally yeah, honest. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, let's ask our audience. Number one, are you excited for Venom getting a PG-13 rating? Let us know in the chat. Or number two, um, do you think that October 1st, that date is finally going to stick? I think we both think that it's yeah. going to stick to that date at this point because sure. it's super close i mean it's less it's than a late. month away it's i think i think it's sticking to that date but what say you if you're watching with us live tell us in the live chat if you're watching afterward tell us in the comments or if you're listening on podcast tell us in that discord click that discord link hop over there uh say what's up there all right news piece number two dj what do we have go ahead and take the reins on this one I believe we have early reactions to dune arriving Let's go. from critics online and I'll I'll save mine for just a minute. I want to kind of go over what we have here. Rotten Tomatoes has it rated at an 87%. Um, and the biggest negative criticism comes from IndieWire saying it is a massive disappointment. So <laughs> I, I guess we're kind of, you know, I don't know, in both camps here, I suppose. Sure. Uh, and then a lot of people on Twitter compared it to having a similar impact as Lord of the Rings, which I have seen a few of those comparisons uh, myself. Now, before I give my take on this, I'm curious because I have something I'd like to throw your way about this in just a mm-hmm. moment. But okay. I'm curious what you think about these these critic reviews thus far. Well, first of all, when I see that number, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, that gets me excited. Anytime it's above 80, for the most part, I think that that's viewed as successful in the critic eyes. Uh, 
So when I saw that and when I saw for the most part positive reactions online coming in, I was getting pretty pumped. And I will say, honestly, the only like big negative criticism that I have come across, and that's why it's in the notes, is from IndieWire that said in their title, quote unquote, massive disappointment. But honestly, for the most part, like Rotten Tomatoes is reflecting, for the most part, critics are thoroughly enjoying and loving this film. Now, hopping over to that Twitter thing that I kept seeing, I saw this from numerous uh Twitter users, you know, that have that little blue check mark. So obviously their opinion means something. You know, take that with what you want. <laughs> um, they all, they were comparing it to Lord of the Rings. Like this wasn't just one person or two people that I saw. It was from a handful. Uh, now I, I'm going to say, I'm going to venture to guess. I highly doubt that it has that kind of impact personally. I would love to see it have that kind of impact, but I will, sure. I will wait to be proven uh, wrong on that take. So as far as you're talking about impact and, you know, when I look at these, I read a mostly positive reviews. In fact, I mm -hmm. did not see a single negative review. So hearing this one about IndieWire, I'm a little surprised. Um, so I think this looks like it's going to be an absolute smash hit that gets talked about for years and years and years. Gosh, I really I hope genuinely so. believe that because, <laughs> you know, I've never seen the original Dune. I've never read the novel. I know nothing about it other than what I've seen in the couple of trailers I've watched, which, by the way, are epic on their own. Ooh. And it's, it's hard. Like, I know we can watch a trailer, go see a movie, and be disappointed. The only way this movie looks disappointing to me is if it gets too slow. That's the only thing I can figure is if it gets too mm -hmm. slow. Because I think pacing is kind of an issue at times with movies. And I'm actually going to talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but here's my biggest question that I want to toss your way. Um, like I said, I think this movie is going to have massive impact. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Lord of the Rings and how it's been compared online to that. My question is, do we think this could be the next Avatar? Ooh. Not, not the Airbender, the blue people. Okay. I, I want to know, sure. do you think that this could be the next Avatar? Because well, when you think about it, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say on a financial level, no. I, I don't think it's going to make that kind of money. Okay. Not even close, especially I with our so. with our current, you know, state. Um, Shang-Chi, we, we've been saying is has been successful, but the, the amount of money that it made this past weekend is not even close to what these massive films and box office-wise okay. have done. But for the times that we're in, it crushed it. So with that said, I, I think I would expect Dune maybe to make a little less than Shang-Chi, honestly, opening weekend. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not like this box office guru or somebody that studies it. I just kind of watch sure. and get just like a general vibe and just kind of throw a guess out there, really. That's all I'm doing. But financially, I don't see it making that kind of impact. Uh, visually, though, there's an argument, I think, that it could make okay. as much of an impact that Avatar did. Now, I... I'm kind of one of those that doesn't think Avatar is as great as everybody makes it out to me, be. Me, me too. I think Avatar thrived with, because with that film, that was like when 3D movies were becoming yes. a thing. And that, I think that really helped Avatar push uh, the boundaries a little bit. But anyway, I, I can't, yeah. I, I can't really, I don't think that Dune's going to be comparable to avatar what do, what do you think to that question i, I think it is going to be comparable to avatar okay i really do that's why I and we are differing opinions tonight oh, i love yeah. it <laughs> it's great um but that's why i wanted to ask you it's like okay I mean, i'm hearing you on the financial side of things okay mm. I, I get that given the times i think if we were not in a, in a post pandemic or even mid pandemic world depending on where you are sure um i i really think that this would be one of those things that gets taken and then just blown into the stratosphere. I mean, okay. I really think it would because, and I asked that because the last, like I was trying to think about science fiction films, mm -hmm. you know, there are only a handful of like recognizable science fiction films over the last few years and excluding like star Wars. I won't even include like star Trek, you know? Okay. I know star Trek is a little more sci-fi than, than star Wars is. But mm -hmm. I'm not even going to include those. I'm talking like there's only been a handful. And the one that came to mind was Avatar. Mm -hmm. And Avatar had this success that people just wouldn't stop talking about it. I mean, it was so successful that they re-released it in theaters after its initial run was over. Right. Which is when I went and saw it. You yeah. Know? 
when most people would be going and buying it on DVD and if you, and if and Blu-ray was still pretty new at the time. So like, you know, you can go buy it on Blu-ray, I guess too. So before you could buy anything for streaming or anything like that. Um, so I think that it's technological aspects. You said visually, mm-hmm. I think that will be celebrated because mm-hmm. it, it's so spectacular looking, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so uh, vast. It's so wide. And I think that's why people are comparing it to Lord of the Rings Sure, And uh, I really think it's going to be a very successful film. I think it's going to make its way up the food chain. I really mm-hmm. do. And by, by the by the food chain, I mean, like, I think it could become this champion of the box office. Mm. Now, the bad thing about it is Spider-Man is just a few months away after that. Sure. And so whatever Dune does, Spider-Man is going to blow it out of the water. Everybody already knows. Like, I've talked right. to people here at home, and they're like, hey, uh, this is going to be the movie that puts people back in the movie theaters. And I agree about that with Spider-Man. Dune's not going to do that. But mm-hmm. I think that over time, we're going to look back and be like, wow, I should have seen this in a movie theater. And by the way, I'm seeing this in a movie theater. Oh, I yeah. Think that's the, I think it's the only way we can see this movie. It's so yeah. stunning. I mean, it just and it reminded me so much of Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Mm. And I had a lot to do with the music that was in. Uh, one of those trailers, the trailer that focused more on Zendaya's character mm. had this music in it that was like, oh, that sounds like that vocalist who was in all those Gladiator sound pieces that Hans Zimmer did, which, by the way, one of my favorite film soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that it's going to be pretty successful. And I think it's been one of those movies where we look back at it over time and be like, oh, wow, we we did not like give this its credit. Yeah, no, I, I certainly hope so. I think maybe, you know, after hearing you talk. As far as maybe where the comparisons with Lord of the Rings are coming into play, I think maybe as simple as just world building. Hopefully, I think maybe that's what the critics have kind of been meaning as far as uh, Dune's impact is. I think maybe it, it builds just a world that you kind of feel fully immersed again. And maybe, you know, they're, that's what they're comparing with Lord of the Rings. You know, just to finalize this box office thing, just something to keep in mind, Avengers Endgame barely beat Avatar. And I made a note about <laughs> Avengers Endgame. I mean, it, it was a smash hit. Yeah. And, and I think that that was a smash hit for different reasons than Avatar was. Because uh-huh. Avatar was, you got to go see this. It's technologically blah bitty, blah People who uh-huh. suddenly know everything about film and, and, and all that. Because like, you got to go see this movie. And then now with Endgame, it was different. It was the culmination of more than a decade's worth of filmmaking. Sure. And so it had this massive push. And, you know, when you're in your English class in high school, they always tell you, focus on your, your rising action and then your climax and then all your falling action. You know, the little pyramid. I don't know if they did that with y'all, but they uh, had us draw the little pyramid and show us how that all works. And that's how, that's how you write a good story is what they always told us. So yeah. that's what Endgame did. It climbed that mountain. It had its moment. But now, apparently, we're still climbing that mountain or we're going down into this valley <laughs> about to head up another mountain which is just as yeah. okay but at the same time and i know we're not talking about marvel we're talking about dune I, I still think that i know you're right in game barely beat avatar i get it but at the same time i just i'm holding out hope for dune on this one yeah it just looks so cool it, do, it does look good i think it's going to be i hope it's going to be a great film the critic the early critic reactions are pointing at it being a great film. So if you can, if you have the ability, make plans to go see that thing in theater. Again, it will be also available on HBO Max unless Warner Brothers goes off of that decision, which I would personally like to see. Uh, But right now they're sticking to that decision. So I also think that's going to negatively impact the box office as well. I think that's just the reality of the situation. But regardless, what do you think, uh, those of you listening about Dune, are you excited? I I agree with DJ. I think the trailers have looked phenomenal. All the images, everything that we're getting about this film look phenomenal. I personally can't wait. Uh, And this might be opening another can of worms here, but I've always heard people say Dune is almost kind of like an adult Star Wars. I've heard that comparison being made. And obviously, you know, me being me, when I hear that, I'm interested. So I can't wait to be there. I will probably be there premiere night, honestly. That's how excited I am for Dune. I'm that that excited but Mm. let's go ahead and go to our third news piece uh i will lead the way on this one and it's got to do with you know our title of the video and that is shang chi i have not had the opportunity to see this film i said this at the top um of our stream here 
you know, it was just a busy weekend. It was my wife Maddie's birthday, so we kind of celebrated oh, now her. I look bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> bash him, bash him. No, we celebrated her birthday. We just kind of had a busy but fun holiday weekend. So I didn't have an opportunity to see it. I have a plan. I have plans to go see it as soon as possible because I'm hearing phenomenal things. So let let me tease up the phenomenal things, and then we're gonna pass it back to DJ as far as his non spoiler takes. For those of you that have not seen it, or for those of you that have seen it, uh, you can just at least hear what DJ has to say about it a little bit, a little bit. So with Shang Chi. It has been, again, this film is crushing it. It is crushing expectations. Everyone's loving it. And the Rotten Tomato score, back that up. Critic rating right now, 93%. Audience rating, a whopping 98%. That is massive uh, compared to other fan films that we see on that platform. Now, I've, I've alluded to box office success. Let me just read the most recent numbers that I pulled from uh, Box Office Mojo. Currently, as of tonight, about an hour ago, uh, Box Office Mojo has it as 95 million domestically, 56 million internationally, and with a worldwide of 151 million. Now, just to kind of set the stakes, I was looking at, you know, overall top opening weekend numbers even though that right now with us being in the middle of a pandemic still or you know getting out of it depending on where you're at Mm -hmm. that is still like down in the 100s as far as top opening weekends but for right now in the world that we live in this is massive this is huge it means movie theaters do have the potential of coming back uh so let me before we get into like the remainder of how this impacts the remainder of 2021 as far as movies go let me pause there i gave you all the numbers i gave you all the stats i want to pause back to dj and ask does all of this stuff is it backed up is this film good dj non-spoilers only don't share spoilers because i want to see this movie uh as pure as possible what do you think what do you think so so i uh it is a fantastic movie first of all I shared with you before the, uh, we started streaming tonight that my experience at the theater was lackluster, and it was not because of the movie. Uh, it was because I think the theater I was in had a mold problem. Um, oof, oof. And, and it smelled uh, uh, dank. <laughs> I think it's the only way I think I can really um, describe it. No, so that aside, seeing the movie, fantastic. I thought it was really good. However... Um, I don't have it at a 98% rating. In fact, when I saw the movie, it had not yet climbed to 98. I think when I saw it, it was still floating around 90, 92%. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, wow. And I think that's what I, and so it's climbed that was, I saw it on Sunday. It's now Tuesday. So, I mean, having just in a few days gone that high, it was just incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but correct the, me if I'm wrong, but I think Rotten Tomatoes, like it's scoring basis is when you see 98 that means 90 percent of the audience scored is fresh yes like 98 percent of the people that go in there have clicked that it's fresh not rotten right so not necessarily that that it's 98 out of 100 film ranking but that 90 98 percent of the reviews are fresh reviews and that's okay i think you're right on that and i had forgotten that's how rotten tomatoes scores those kinds of things I personally have this movie set somewhere in the 85 to 90 range. Okay. And that's for some very small issues. B plus. Um, yeah, I've got, no, and I'm listening. You're looking at a B plus student right here. <laughs> I rock those B pluses and C's and a couple of D's. Um, shout out or to no. all my college students. D's get degrees, man. <laughs> that's what they always said when I was in school, which mm. try not to do that. But still, um, here's the thing. I think that an 85 is okay. I think it's good. I think it's a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I have one big issue, and that's the pacing. There are certain moments in it where it just is like, man, we are, we're moving kind of slow. Mm. Let's pick it up just a little bit. And I, I think that's me wanting more, you know, action sure. and, and wanting something to care about. And not that the movie doesn't give you something to care about. It certainly does. It was just there was a couple of moments especially toward the end of the movie, which is shocking that I felt, wow, this is being paced kind of poorly toward the end of the movie. Um, but, you know, I like a lot about it. You get little hints of something that is reminiscent of Ant-Man or Captain America Civil War. I thought, okay, these are there's a lot of really good comedy 
in it that's reminiscent of those movies. Um, I love that this follows a male-female combo through the story. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Aquafina, who plays, I, her name is Katie, she did a very good job. I thought that where her story went in the movie was actually really cool. Um, not that it had any major, major impact necessarily, but it was cool to watch her story progress with Shang-Chi. And by the way, I, so, so many times leading up to this, I wanted my inner redneck to come out so badly pronouncing this movie. I wanted so badly to call it Shang-Chi. I'm sure that I've said it like that probably a couple of occasions. (laughs) Sure. And, and I'm, gosh, man, the whole South has, but, um, but Shang-Chi was great. And I, I thought it had a lot of these things, um, the, like I said, the pacing of the movie was a bit slow. Um, it, and then the sad thing is that you kind of feel that in some of these battle sequences, um, which mm. it's a Marvel movie, you know, you're going to get a fight scene. Mm. Um, and you could, you can tell me if I'm wrong and that when you go and see it, sure. um, it could have just been, I was distracted by the moldy smell of the movie theater. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And I got, I've been to this movie theater a hundred times. And I've never had a bad smell there. So it was just odd. Um, so I, I, like I said, I, I would have liked it to have been a little more fast paced. I have something I wanted to share, but it may give away too much. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Okay. That probably, um, it, it went in doubt. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I even lightly dance around Ant-Man and the Wasp and, and Captain America, because like, I'm not saying it's like those movies. It just has moments where it's like, oh, that kind of reminds me of how they wrote that one scene. That's kind of what it felt like. Okay. You know? Um, okay. But now the one thing I really love was the music. Oh, the music yeah, I've heard good so, things about the music. The music was so good, and it was centered, well, what I thought was very well balanced between um, traditional Chinese culture mm-hmm. and then also having some hints of American culture within it, too. I thought that those blended very well. Now, I clearly am not Chinese, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to be the foremost person to speak on Chinese culture. I understand mm-hmm. that about myself, but from what I understand about something not being culturally appropriated – this movie does a very good job of not doing that. Um, Hmm. And I've seen people on TikTok say things like, I never felt like anything was a caricature. You Hmm. know, I I really personally felt that way too. I didn't feel like anything in the movie itself was a caricature of any Asian culture. It didn't, never felt that way. Everybody felt very real, very honest. And, um, and there's certain little moments of like culture that peek through and you're like, Oh, I've, I've seen that somewhere else. But like, you're really, you, you kind of get over that. And you're like, ah, it's great. You know, it doesn't even hurt the movie at all. Um, now, I know last week I gave my movie recommendations to watch before seeing Shang-Chi. Right. I would like to lightly edit those. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, um, Iron Man 3 is still on that list. All okay. Hell the King is still on that list. Yep. I 100% would add Doctor Strange to the list after having okay. seen it. Okay. And then I did not have this on my list last week, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame, wow. I think I think it's worth re-watching it, or at least maybe just the end of the movie that everybody likes to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, just that last like 30 to 45 minutes of the movie. I think that would kind of set you up perfectly for Shang-Chi. And you wouldn't it wouldn't hurt you in any way uh, at all, you know, um seeing Shang-Chi. I think it's just like a r- nice little reminder of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. we do get a mention of when the snap happens, which was oh, okay. good. So I'm thinking this actually, I have no idea, but I think this film takes place right before Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. If not simultaneously, mm-hmm. but I really do think they take place very, very close to each other. Okay. So that's what I have to say about <laughs> Shang-Chi. That's, All right, my, well... uh, that's my Rebel Scum Texan review. There you go. <laughs> I right. will say, uh, I like, I mean, you add to the list all positive thoughts that I've heard. Uh, so I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to maybe it sounds like if I would have seen it, depending on how this night has been going, I probably would have had a little bit of different things to say. So I can't wait uh, to see it. So maybe we can have like a full on spoiler discussion. And, and if yeah. you guys out there listening want to hear like a full on spoiler discussion, let us know. I didn't really want to, first of all, because I didn't have a chance to get it seen to see it. Yeah. But I also didn't really want to do a spoiler discussion this soon as far as it being out in theater. I want to wait maybe a week or two. So if you want to hear a, a Shang-Chi spoiler discussion, maybe next Tuesday, or if you feel like we need to wait a little bit longer, please let us know. Uh, but but I'll try to kind of we'll, – we'll have one at some point. 
I think it'll sure. be appropriate for us to have one at some point, but we'll see. But you let us know if you have seen the film, tell us some non-spoiler thoughts. I would love to read them. I would love to see them. We have one final. Wait, wait, wait a second. We're not done with Shang-Chi. There's still one more thing that I wanted to discuss with that. Uh, and that was, you know, back to this idea of the title of our video, uh, the impact that this movie is having on the remainder of 2021. I think 100%, I already kind of alluded to it with Venom 2. I, I strongly believe, and again, I'm not like a veteran as far as studying these kind of things. I strongly believe that Sony made that decision to move it up to October 1st because they saw the success that Shang-Chi had this past weekend. Uh, and with that said, I think not only is Venom going to stick to their release date, I think we're going to see, you know, James Bond stick to its release date, Dune stick to its release date, and Spider-Man stick to its release date. You know, I think last week off air, as soon as we ended the stream, me and DJ started having conversations about what the movies moving forward would look like the rest of this year. Uh, and I specifically remember saying that Shang-Chi, if it's successful, we're good. Everything is sticking. Yes. But if I it is not successful, yeah, if it's not successful, I really did have a feeling there for a second that things were going to start getting bumped to potentially next year um, or just later into the year. I, th I thought Spider-Man was going to be safe because it's later. It's in December. But I really did think that movies that were in September and October and November were a little bit in trouble. Uh, but I think with this success and again, 151 million is not a lot in normal times with a Marvel film. Uh, again, it's kind of like in the 100 region as far as top opening weekends. But with our current state and with how movie theaters have been recently, that is a huge success. And I think that this has heavily impacted in a positive direction the remainder of our Geekverse fandom movie industry the rest of the year and i am so stoked i am so happy i'm kind of mad at myself that i didn't contribute uh to that in a positive manner only because it was i was super busy but i'm stoked that the the community showed up and showed out enough because again i think that we are going to get everything that we wanted for the rest of the year and i can't wait to see it what do you have to say about that 1000% agree with you on that. that Let's I, go. <laughs> I, was, I was not in the realm of, oh, we're not getting these. They're getting, I was, I was like, no, 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 no. We're going, it's coming. They're going to put uh, butts in the seats there at the theaters and you're going to buy your overpriced popcorn and have a great time. I think it's going to happen the rest of the year. And we've already mentioned movies like Venom, James Bond, Dune, Spider-Man. There's other movies that are going to come out, mm -hmm. and they're not going to be as good as those, but sure. they're going to be fine. <laughs> they're going to be good movies. I hope. Oh, oh, and oh. Don't forget Eternals now. Don't oh, forget another. We got, we got Eternals. I am pretty stoked. Pretty stoked for that one. <laughs> and that's going to set up so much. And I honestly think that, you know, after seeing Shang-Chi, I'm like, oh, okay. I remember I finished it, and I was like, we're going somewhere with this. Like it's gonna tie into Eternals somehow, mm -hmm. and and I'm, I know they all tie into one another. I'm saying that like there's a clear through line with these, and I and all of these movies are going to uh, this future of Marvel. I mean specifically, are going to show us, especially before 2021's end, we're going to see how uh, much of an impact that those movies specifically had this year. And I don't think that's gonna slow down. I really don't. I really think that you are right and saying oh yeah they're not moving they're sticking to their dates now i would be shocked honestly if they move any one of these because like we said with venom they've moved it like four or five times james bond mm -hmm. has been moved four or five times you know I, I what i have the earliest release date for venom was supposed to be october 2nd of last year yep it's one full calendar year later mm -hmm. is when this movie's coming out finally and it's just like I, we can't we can't you know be in the negative anymore i feel like we have to be thinking about the future of what's going to happen with movie theaters i mean for a while there i was like i will i will die on the hill that we are we are going to back to the movie theaters and mm -hmm. i think that that's where movies belong i'm a purist in that way you know yeah i when steven spielberg you know uh last year or earlier this year sometimes was like oh no i hate streaming i would never release a movie to streaming and west side story he's doing his version of west side story which I honestly, I'm not the biggest musical guy, but I love West Side Story, the original. And so, mm -hmm. and I love Steven Spielberg. You, 
I'm sold. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And my wife is 100% excited to see that because she loves West Side Story. Um, and I think that'll put people back in movie theaters as well because it's a Spielberg movie. People will go yeah. see it just because his name is on the docket. Sure. And so you have things like that, plus ones we've already mentioned. I'm with you a thousand percent. We are going to see um, solidified dates going forward. And uh, it makes me excited for what's coming. And I can't wait to see how all that plays into effect. But now I've shifted my gaze over to the live chat. At a boy, there you go. And and our our good friend, our buddy Zach Horvath, back in the chat. He saw he saw Shang Chi or Shang Chi, excuse me. He saw Shang Chi. See, so there went. I slipped. There it there's is. A, there's that Texan coming out. Yep. Shang Chi. He said it was an incredible film, funnier than he thought it would be. He says he cannot wait to see. More of Shang-Chi and did it again. More of Shang-Chi <laughs> in the MCU. Um, and he said, Shang-Chi made all the movie theater owners take a freaking breath. <laughs> he said, and it pumped him up for Venom 2. Um, and he thinks that the release date being moved up, you know, is certainly because of Shang-Chi. And so he agrees with you there, Caleb. And I honestly, I think that makes us, you know, three there right there you know you don't they don't ever say three peas in a pod that doesn't work but we're three peas <laughs> in a pod over here um and of course he's also stoked for eternals um Dude. which i kind of forgot about eternals until you said something i can't wait for that one there's there's a lot of good movies on deck for this this year and uh again i really do think this past weekend people showing up to see shang chi solidifies that we're getting them it's a great time to be alive yet again for all of us in the geek verse. All right. That wraps up our Shang-Chi non-spoiler discussion, as well as, you know, how we feel that it positively impacts the remainder of 2021. But there is one more thing that we want to get to. Uh, it's the last thing on our list, and that is spoiler discussions of this past week's What If episode, which was episode four. So again, what I always like to do is leave our spoiler talks toward the very end of our episode. So with that said, if you have plans uh, to watch the past episode four of What If and you haven't had a chance to do it yet, I've enjoyed having you this week. We appreciate it. We, we, we love the support. Come back and, and, and watch our spoiler takes uh, once you have seen the episode. But if you have seen episode four of What If, continue watching, continue listening, because uh, we're going to dive deep into it. DJ, why don't you uh, kick us off? Well, um, like you said, we are going to react to the What If spoilers. And I really, really, I mean, honestly, I think, and this is going to sound strange, I no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> this this was my favorite um, episode of What If. Mm, okay, I actually loved this one the most, and for very strange reasons, <laughs> I'll admit. Um, it's you know you've seen it, and those of you who are listening or watching, if you're still sticking around for these spoilers, uh, you have seen it. Now, for me, I, I loved it because my my great grandfather was an old Baptist preacher. And he mm -hmm. had this saying, and it stuck with me. I've heard it a thousand times uh, in my life. And, and it was this, sin will take you further than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. Now, number mm. one, it rhymes, so it's easy to remember. There you go. <laughs> number two, though, it was, it was this, this episode of What If, focusing on what if Dr. Strange basically you know, went to the dark. Mm -hmm. and seeing that take place and oh man the whole story i mean as soon as oh what's the what's the uh lady's name i can't remember uh, oh dr strange's uh lover yeah, christine christine as yeah. soon as she as she dies you know again we're doing spoilers so sorry yeah yeah there you go but, but also not sorry <laughs> um you know, when, as soon as she dies, I was just like, wow, this is like, I can see where this would take somebody of, uh, of strange, Strange's uh, capabilities and capacity to a very dark place. Mm -hmm. And I like that they're like, oh, by the way, not this is what caused him to go and learn these mystic arts and caused him to go on and go look at this. And then I, I just thought that was perfect. And it was this something that I don't think we get a lot nowadays from from especially comic book movies is something that's more or less of a, of a proverb, mm. something that's like a cautionary tale. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was something so impressive and what they did with displaying 
the power that you can have that anybody can have and what to do with it. Now I'll mm-hmm. toss it back to you. Tell me what you thought going up to that point. Well, I, I think I agree with you. This was my favorite episode of what if so far uh, it helps that Dr. Strange was in it. I love me some Dr. Strange, uh, but I'm going to do this now. Oh. I love star Wars. I can't lie to you. I got such Anakin Padme vibes with, you know, strange need, really wanting and feeling the need to do whatever it takes yeah. to save the person that he loves the most. As when I was watching it, I kid you not out loud. I said, this is Anakin and Padme just in Marvel. Literally, I'm watching it for the first time. I blurt right. that out. Maddie's like, what in the world? What are you doing? But anyway, like th- those are the vibes that I got. And the power of that kind of storytelling mm-hmm. just always moves me as far as like people doing whatever it takes for the person that they love the most, but it pushes them to a place they cannot go. Uh, and I feel yes. like now that I'm married, that story connects so much more yeah. because, you know, being married, you know, you, you'll do whatever it takes for your spouse. Of Sure. But, you know, in those circumstances, you got to internally question, would I stop? Would I keep going? And it's so refreshing watching uh, a story like that Uh, in this kid kind of atmosphere. It's animation. It's Marvel. But this was like in in its roots, dark, like a super dark adult like story. And I loved it. It was it was really cool. Uh, The very end where just everything's wiped out. I, my jaw hit the floor honestly yeah. like i was i was amazed that those were just my i just wanted to throw that out there i got anakin and padme vibes so hard that's the star wars in me i hey, couldn't help it <laughs> hey fair enough um and i, I have to agree with that because i definitely i didn't say that out loud but i definitely thought about that i was like wow this is actually a lot like anakin yeah i'm um, just totally seeking and when you think about it you know even in this episode of what if strange is was literally split in two living simultaneously within a universe mm-hmm. which man i thought that was a bold move on the ancient one you know to think oh yeah, yeah this will all work out and then it didn't and like she's supposed to be this person who can see through time and, and up to a certain point as we know from dr strange and it's like what are you doing you know like the whole time i was like well, what's your deal and um I, you mentioned your wife and I want my wife loves Dr. Strange. We watched, we watch what if together. In fact, we watch all Marvel properties together. Same. She was with Shang-Chi. She kind of felt the same way about Shang-Chi and um, we, we were watching all this stuff together and whatnot. So, you know, you mentioned how it reminded you of what would you do for your loved ones? And you thought of Maddie, I thought of Hillary, you know, mm-hmm. I thought, wow, I, I made me kind of reevaluate certain priorities and, sure. and it's it's funny it's supposed to be a 30 minute cartoon it's just supposed to be meant to be entertaining yep you know it's just meant to be a moment where you sit back relax enjoy something and you come out of it you're like well hold on a second why why have i come out of this with a different point of view that i wouldn't have had having not seen it mm-hmm. and i think it's something that we really need to pay attention to i i mentioned it's a cautionary tale it's it's meant to tell us, hey, those of you in power, or even if you are just a, a in middle management, mm-hmm. you know, or if you are overseeing a group of people, whatever, be careful with what is handed to you mm-hmm. and be careful about what you do with what you know. And that's a big thing, because I think we do live in a world where people will use knowledge for their own gain. And we're sure. seeing that with Dr. Strange. And we're kind of getting into a nice little philosophical uh, discussion here, which I'm all for. But um, fun fact about me, I failed philosophy the first time around, <laughs> but um, back in college. But beside the point, it, it's one of these things that it was very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always had, like, since meeting Dr. Strange, I've always had him on this kind of pedestal of mm-hmm. a character. Like, he can almost do no wrong. Very Obi-Wan Kenobi-esque in a lot sure. of ways. And then to see him... There said, no, we're going to Anakin this this uh, situation, as you said, was, I think, really neat because like, wow, OK, it was also a reminder. Don't put people on pedestals because they're not perfect. And yeah, even in a world of superheroes, you know, they're they're not perfect. And, and that's it's a weird thing to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an important thing to be reminded of. 
you know, be yeah. careful where you put your faith, be careful where you, where you hold your, uh, your idol, if you will. And mm -hmm. I think it's a very, very, um, cool thing. I'm just, uh, like you said a minute ago, you were speechless at the end of watching it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at now. I mean, I toss it back to you. I mean, no, I mean, to... you've really hit the nail on the head, honestly. Like, it it was just so much deeper than expected. And I think yeah. that's why I enjoyed the episode so much. Because honestly, going into What If, I thought it was just going to be fun. It was just going to be a different take on all of these different stories. But, man, this one, like like we're doing it here we're diving way deep into this it, uh, it really it, yeah it hits you in the chest and there's so much there if you dive into it as far as philosophical uh emotional spiritual like all of these different things yeah. are found inside this episode and again going into what if that is not what i expected and i think that is why i have fallen in love with this past episode is because it does that and if they keep pulling on that thread what if is going to be very successful? I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it means for the MCU as a whole. I don't know if they continue telling these stories or maybe these stories turn into live action events one day. Like maybe they're setting, like they're teasing you with this could potentially uh, pop up in a live action movie one day. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. what if so far has been very uh, cool for me. And this past episode was just mind blowing, honestly. So before we move forward with anything else, I want to ask you, so all of the deep thinking things aside, what was your favorite part of this episode of what if, you know, hmm. I got, do you have a favorite part? Do you know? I mean, I have mine. I'm just curious what yours might be. If you have, if you've given that any thought, I mean, honestly, I think my favorite part was the sequence where, strange went back in time over and over and over and over and over again nothing that he did changed the what out what happened in the outcome that might be really sad that's like the darkest part of the episode or the saddest part of the episode but that was the most real and raw sequence and that was by far yeah, that's what i connected with so i think that was my favorite part i mean it was very groundhog day-ish you know it was very like let's relive this over and over Again, and I actually said that out loud. I was like, oh, this is Groundhog Day. And then it was like, no, it's not Groundhog Day. It's it's Attack of the Clones plus Groundhog Day plus <laughs> Doctor Strange. You know, it's just all of this crazy stuff. And, you know, for me, I, I'll say my favorite part was actually the Strange versus Strange fight. Oh, yeah, and, that was cool. Whole, that was like what I was about to say. But yeah, <laughs> you know, and, I'll, and you're you're right, though, watching the loop, you know, trying to figure out how can I do this? How can I get you know her back? And then the ancient one saying, this is a moment that has to happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you do. It has to happen. And that's like and I, I mean, Stephen Strange, I think, would ask any question, ask the question that anybody would. And it's why? Why does this have to happen? And when he asks that question, you're like, I feel that I get it. And so mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. We're like, yes, that's a fantastic part of the whole episode. Um, but at the same time, and, and but at the same time, my favorite part was them fighting. And it was because I was, I felt like we weren't going to go dark. I was like, hero's going to win. Yeah. He has to, I mean, he's going to win. It's going to happen. And then, I thought so too. And then they, they totally audible, not audible, that they, they lateraled it. It was a reverse, you know? I mean, it's, I know a little bit of football, okay? I mean, they <laughs> straight up pitched it to the right, and then he said, oh, no, it's going left. It was that quick. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we, we just did that? Yeah. Like, And normally I, I wouldn't – I feel like internally I was freaking out like I am right now watching it. The, fir the first time I was watching it, I was like this. <laughs> For those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm staring intently into my <laughs> webcam. But at the same time, I was just like, how, how, you know, and the, when he when he finally wins and it's this distorted, you know, mess of a man it just it, it consumed all of this energy and all this power. And you end up with this thing that's so dark and so gritty. It's just like it's very Darth Vader. First mm -hmm. of all, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, it's like, oh, it's, it's great. And as Star Wars fans, you and I know, like, oh, that's fantastic. It's awesome. You're like, Just give me <laughs> yeah. that all the time. But then you get down and you watch that universe slowly shrink. And the thing for me that really kicked me, and this is the part that really hit me in the chest the most, it was he tried everything he could and he saves her, 
but what happens the whole universe just comes down to this one little yep little ball of energy mm-hmm. and it's just him trapped inside a prison he created by his actions i was like what the heck and then the narrator comes in the watcher comes in and says whatever he says like hey it's how it goes sometimes and you're like yeah but it's not supposed to go that way in a comic book tv show you're just uh it was yeah it was emotional and so yeah that was why that was my favorite part because no like i said a minute ago it made me rethink some things yeah i like it no and when you were talking about that that again brought me to another anakin padme parallel padme you know witnesses anakin fall to the dark side just like here at the end of this episode she sees strange to the dark side she doesn't like what she sees no um and And that's that's just tough to see man (laughs) that's what happens with with situations like that where you fall and you you actually can kind of take a step back and and like padme you know i don't know you anymore she Mm -hmm. didn't you know she did not know who he was and and he didn't know himself until it was too late yeah i guess to draw the parallel back to darth vader again was (laughs) he's trapped in this this little cocoon of of evil he created that's darth vader's suit Mm -hmm. you know the persona of vader he's anakin inside but he's just constantly struggling and and you kind of think wow that universe of stephen strange he's now confined to this prison that for the rest of i'm assuming eternity or at least until he you know he had no food or water so he's not going to live very long yeah um until his death and that's it's you know, life sucks sometimes. It's kind of what it comes down to, I guess, a little bit. But you tell us if you're listening or watching, if you're as depressed as I am right now, <laughs> let me let us know. No, I'm joking. I'm not I'm not depressed. In fact, I actually really, really enjoyed this film because of the reasons I mean you said and I've said tonight, Caleb. So if you are are uh, checking this out, go ahead and tell us what you thought about what ifs episode with Doctor Strange, episode number four. I don't know yeah. its actual title. I just know it's Doctor Strange. Me either. So, me either there you go Fair um enough. but that wraps up our show this week uh i enjoyed the what if episode four like you said i think we we dive deep into that shang chi i think we've definitely hit on the head like it, it is positively impacting the rest of the year so we got great things to look forward to great content that means that geek verse reactions is going to be able to cover um early reactions to dune look pretty good so i can't wait to see that film and then the first thing that we hit this uh lovely evening was that venom 2 let there be carnage is getting a pg-13 rating and it's also getting a release date of october 1st you let us know what you think of all of those different news pieces that we hit tonight uh i had a ton of fun talking about those i'm i'm really excited and and pumped about all of those different kind of topics that we hit. Like I'm enjoying what we've been seeing with all of that different content. So I had a ton of fun tonight. I can't wait uh, for next Tuesday's geek verse reactions. This is two episodes now in, and I'm loving it. I'm loving doing this different lane. You know, we keep saying that we're not going to talk about star Wars, but obviously tonight, you know, there with our, what if, what our, what if analysis there, I think it's very evident that geek verse reactions is presented by, mando talk which is your home for star wars conversation so with that said you know you're always going to get star wars incorporated because that's where our hearts and minds go to first Uh, but i hope you enjoy that i hope you're enjoying the varying content of us talking about different things in the geekverse are we our own variant dude we are we are our own variant (laughs) in another reality we only talked about geekverse stuff and and not (laughs) star wars (laughs) i love it one last thing before we totally cap off the yeah. evening. Do you have predictions for tomorrow's What If episode? No, not at all. All I see is zombies. That's all I know we're getting. Are you a zombie fan? Eh. Do you like seeing some zombies? Honestly, most stuff that I get with zombies, I'm not a fan of. Fair enough. I mean, I'm so. not the biggest <laughs> fan of like, I, I enjoyed The Walking Dead for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I was like, why is everybody killing everybody that's not a zombie? And so I was like, man, nah, I'm done. And so, I mean, I know people just love the show, and that's fine. Love the show. I'm not saying don't watch it. I mean, unless you just don't like it. But yeah. all I have to say, I, I think that we are going to see some very interesting things tomorrow in that What If episode. You know, our teaser posters they've released are mm-hmm. Captain America and Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what's going to really happen with that. And I, I think that just those two characters being focused on uh, tells us that something really neat is going to happen 
and I, I would love it if we could get like Iron Man, like, you know, zapping Captain America zombie. Cause then that's like, Oh, well he definitely won civil war. You know, I think, I think that'd be kind of fun. Or maybe yeah. have a, maybe have Agent Romanoff, you know, square mm. off against uh, Zombie Hawkeye, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I mean, until tomorrow, or if I wanted to stay up till two a.m., I guess I could. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Sure. That. sure. I made that mistake with the Bad Batch finale, and I was just I was zonked out halfway yeah. into it, and I was like, I got to rewatch this tomorrow now. <laughs> but anyway, I was, I just wanted to very quickly ask you sure. if you had anything. Um, and that's what I'm kind of like hoping for. I'm honestly kind of in, I, you know, I love with Marvel. I don't really go in with a lot of predictions or theories or expectations. And that's you know, I, I feel like I have a better taste and feel for the Star Wars universe. So I kind of go into those projects with expectations, predictions and things like that. But with outside of that, I kind of just go in open-minded and i hope it's a good time and i think it's going to be a good time uh but i will say this you know just to close this off before i pass it to dj to end the stream uh subscribe if you have not uh we again we're trying to get to 100 subs by the book of boba fett but i really think that we can get there well before december so help us get there if you have not done so share our youtube link with a friend just send it out in a text say hey these guys do a great job talking about star wars and talking about all things in the geekverse here on geekverse reactions that's all i wanted to say dj i'll pass it to you to kind of get us out of here well thank you all so much for listening watching subscribing liking joining mm -hmm. the discord following us on all the socials and we will see you on earth too <laughs>